we're trying to record this podcast episode not in the closet like we normally do. Normally, when we, were, when we are at our home, we sit in the floor of Dave's closet, and that's where we record, probably because the acoustics are better than they are in this room. Also because our kids can't find us there normally. But today, we're splurging. Ooh. We are recording this episode from our home office. And by splurging, I mean that we are having LaCroix and we're sitting in real chairs. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 15 years. And we have four kids. That's like a thousand kids. We've been foster parents to four kids as well. And we're running a business together. That's a lot of things. It is a lot of things. But we know that it's possible to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we get through all the things, this is Rise Together. You know what? I thought us working out of this office together all the time was going to be a dream. And yet I avoid it. Yeah. You don't ever even come in here. You know why? Because my energy is too strong. That is correct. <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, I'm needing a view. I'm needing. You do. You have I, the coffee view. I have the coffee view. Space. I am sitting in our master bedroom looking out in our backyard while I work because I can do that and feel peaceful. When I sit next to you, there's like steam coming out of your <laughs> being. It's true. Here's my question for real. So so just so you guys know, we're in week four of quarantine, and we've been telling everybody the dates that we're recording podcasts, just so you have clarity. It is April 7th Hello. when we are recording this, just because it feels like everything's changing so fast. You guys should know what's up. Um, but we brought our computers from our office at work to our office at home. It's we also the illustrious home of the Start Today Morning Show. I mean, this true. is the set. The office that you're familiar with, with all those books, that's our home office. Are your bookshelves color-coded? They do love asking that they question. Are. And we put both of our computer monitors in here. Dave, to my knowledge, hasn't worked next to me one time. Both monitors are on a big table in this office. And here's my question. If you're not going to use that on the reg, uh-huh. could I turn this into a sort of command center whereby on your screen, I could have like a login and then like, I'm like over here, but then over on your screen, there's like the nuclear codes. What do you think this is NASA? I just feel like if I have two monitors and you're not going to use them, why can't I use both? This and is then, not a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. You're not trying to stop terror. Look, like, I don't know that I you need like two monitors. I feel like if I put, like, here's my vision. One monitor here, one monitor there, and then I get one of those, you know those, like, plastic things that you put down on carpet so that you can roll your rolly chair? And then I just roll back and forth like Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park when I'm trying to keep all the gates closed. Oh, man. Remember that one guy went rogue? He tried to steal. Name? What was his name? I don't know. $5 Forever remembers his name first. Oh, my goodness. I can see him laughing. He is laughing. He has a little screensaver thing when you try to break Russell? into the password. password. Rick. Guess what? I'm in front of a computer. This is something that doesn't this is the usually happen. first time you're using this computer. Yeah. His name, not, his act, not the actor's name, but the character. Oh, I understand what you're asking. I'm going to cover my eyes because I don't want you to don't tell me because I can see the old British man who wears all white getting annoyed with him. 
Richard Attenborough? Yes, he gets annoyed with this character, the curly-headed guy from Seinfeld. Wayne Knight is his name. Okay, and he's like... You're never going to get this. What will you give me if I get this? Literally anything. Okay. Because you will not get this. I'm looking, I'm reading it, and I am in reading it. I have no idea what I'm even reading. Okay, hold on. Now you've challenged me. I want this entire podcast to just be me trying to think of this guy's name. Well, talk about high points of the rise together podcast we finally hit the the old everest peak i need so i just need a minute of silence and if we have to edit this out that's fine i need a minute of silence here's my question okay i just i don't want to hint but i want to know is it a is it a regular everyday name or it's more unique I've never seen these five letters put together in my life. If you ask me to pronounce this name, I don't know that I would actually be able to. Okay, okay. What's his name? His name is Nedry. That's not true. His name is Nedry. N-E-D-R-Y. Nedry. What? Yeah, his name isn't Dennis. His name is Nedry. They call him a normal name in the movie. Nobody calls him Nedry. I'll stake my life on it. Carl? No. They're like, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. It, we're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the theme of this week's episode of the Rise Together podcast is what to do or how to date when you can't leave your house. Um, we highly suggest you get yourself a couple of ice cold LaCroix and you have some kind of movie debate. This feels smart. His name's not Alan. We're going to. It's Dennis. I freaking said Dennis. I said Dennis. I said it. I. It's. Wait a second. His name in IMDb says Nedry, but. Maybe that's his last name. Oh, you son of a gun. His name is Dennis. You're welcome. It is Dennis Nedry. You literally said you would give me anything. I pulled that name out of thin air. Did you do it in the allotted time before the buzzer rang? Shut your pie hole. I will not. <laughs> I will not. I'm a co-host of this podcast. I don't remember when you said it, but honor I think it was me. after. Honor me. You know what? I will Acknowledge honor and honor me. I will affirm you <laughs> as having a grasp on name recognition and retention in a way that escapes me. You can't even remember last week. I don't even know what day it is today. Let's be clear. <laughs> if you are tuning in during the appropriate week, if you're if you're listening to this when it launches, we are in the midst of Joy Week in our next 90-day challenge. And we thought it would be interesting to talk about how you can date even when you can't leave the house. You got to be creative. I'll tell you what. You got to be creative. You got to be creative. That's the first thing. Uh, we did go on a date last week. We... <laughs> We did go on a date we last did. week, and we did leave the house, yeah. but we didn't go anywhere, uh, which is interesting. We went to get our minivan washed at the drive through car wash. Now, to be clear, if you are listening to this, leaving your home is something that you should only do if you absolutely 100% have to, stay at home. But if you do end up needing to leave and... This was before they did the lockdown in this Texas. Is, this, is before, this is before the lockdown, but... We brought rubber gloves and we did not leave our van. <laughs> yeah. Which feels important. Us just getting in the car and driving 
Like we took the long way to a closed car wash and then we took the long way back to an open car wash, put on a rubber glove so that I could push the buttons. We did go through a drive through Starbucks and get a nice tea. That was also an addition to our to our date. And it's important to say we have our niece lives here in Austin too. She's in her mid 20s and so we pulled her into quarantine with us at the very beginning. So when we wanted to have this little escape, she watched our children. But if you don't have that option, we absolutely could have put the kids in the minivan too and it could have been a family outing just to leave the house. You know what the kids love just about as much as I do? The rainbow soap feature of the automatic car wash. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's a thing. Let's for fun, guys, if you're listening to this, I want you to think of places that you used to literally hate going that you would actually pay cash money to access right now. Let's you and I um, just throw out some ideas. Um, Volunteering in my kid's classroom. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. But I <laughs> here's the thing, because I saw our somebody, kids have really good teachers. They have if our teachers. Te- if they're listening to this, oh, our teachers, teachers are amazing. I still don't want to volunteer. It's not you. If you would like to go out for drinks after class or whatever, <laughs> I'm in. I just don't. I really love my kids. I don't necessarily love other people's kids. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. The only people who love other people's kids. Our teachers. Teachers are saints. And they should make a billion dollars per month. Teachers are saints. And that's a thing that I am recognizing more in quarantine than I've ever recognized in my entire life. Like that they care in the way that they do. Even just like today, two of our children had virtual meetups on Zoom. And it, it makes them so happy. Joy to them, and I am here for it. But also, they were just like so excited themselves to be there. And I know you can just tell that they miss them. God bless them. Where else would you go right now? What I was starting to say is, I've seen people put up the posts like, I would go to the DMV. I'd go wait in line at the Social Security office. Like, mm, I wouldn't. No, what are you not talking those. About? No, no one wants to go back to the DMV and wait in line for a license. No. But, Um, I would go to the DMV and wait in line for a license if part of that outing included like a coffee house that I could have a little treat. I just want to go back and grab like a casual like meal. Everybody does. That's not what we're asking. That's not the game. The game is where is somewhere you would voluntarily go right now. I'm trying to make these listeners laugh. I understand. And I am just here to tell you that I am not interested in going to even fewer places. No, I'm interested in going to fewer places. I want to get out of here, but I don't want to go indiscriminately okay, I almost got one. anywhere. I would go Christmas shopping the day after Thanksgiving. I would go to oh, a Black Friday shopping spree, which at any point in my life before now, I would have rather given an internal organ not to do right now i'd i'd pay to access i'd go to a best buy and just like (laughs) wrestle somebody for a big screen tv box yes 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 okay what else uh i mean here's the thing i'd go to a parade i'd go to a parade yeah i normally parades that's a no for me i'd like to i i'm like really particular about what kind of parades i would normally go to now any I'll, go, I'll go to any parade. dog parade, May Day parade. Who wouldn't go to a dog parade? You're though? right. You're and right. Everyone at would, any time. Everyone would go to a dog parade. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of parade is it? It's a dog parade. I'm in. 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 What kind of dogs? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Any kind of dogs. 
Uh, I would go. I, I just I, I like the idea of being social, and I am not the most social human being. Which I mean, like. I'm more introverted than I think most people might assume. So the idea of like pl- like plumping, plonk, plumping, stomping, sitting. What are the words you're trying to say? I don't plomping? even know. Plomping? Plomping down. Plopping. Plopping down in the middle of a bar or the middle plopping. of a restaurant or the middle of a club. Like well, that's a good thing. I would club. not normally go to a club or a bar. And right now I will be a club rat. I, would I will be a, a hood rat, hood rat, hoochie mama. <laughs> Anyone remember that song? No. Are you kidding me? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go to the computer. Hold on. What the... is this? <laughs> All this? Hold on. Is this like Dennis Nedry, a thing that you like you know about, but I don't? I don't even know that hood rat is a thing that you're allowed to say on a podcast. I don't feel like in today's times, hoochie mama of all the things people could say is that bad well i mean he's suggesting that he's interested in seeing someone touch their toes which would refer to them uh making their 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 rump shake you want me to play rump shaker oh i like shake your rump i do like rump shaker when i was when i was trying to be if your kids are listening to this show prince courts of my high school homecoming court I do believe that Rump Shaker was a part of the assortment of songs that were played that evening in San Clemente, California. Look, if you are like Dave and I, and you grew up in a home that did not allow you to listen to secular music, meaning we grew up in houses where we were allowed to listen to church music. That was what was cleared. In my house, you could listen to church music and you could listen to oldies. Oldies. Beach Boys, Beatles. I am triggered still by an oldie station. (laughs) But that was what I was allowed to listen to. Now, if you grew up in homes like ours, there are people who grew up in homes like ours, and they respect that, and they're still listening to oldies in their 40s, okay? Then there are the other kids. The other kids who, on the sly, learn the other music because all you want in the world is to be cool. I may have told this story before. I don't care. I'm going to tell it again. I can remember when a computer was first introduced to my second grade class and we were doing a database and they were collecting scores for favorite bands and everyone is in line and they're saying what their favorite band is. But because, oh, there was one other exception for me. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, okay. yes. We were allowed to listen to Weird Al. Church music. We were allowed to listen to Weird Al. And so I get to the front, and because I am not able to come up with a single contemporary song that anyone has previously voted for, I had to say that my favorite music was Tears for Fears. Which is basically the opposite of what you would ever listen to in your whole life. I didn't even know what Tears for Fears meant. But and you I wanted also, to be like the other kids. I wanted to be like the other kids, but also in confessing my love for Tears for Fears, I thought I was a sinner. Oh, yeah. No, I carried like guilt and shame home from me in second grade about having confessed out loud my affection for Tears for Fears. Wow. That's why I can... Now I got to look it up. Tears for Fears. Uh, the thing is, you're going to pull is it, it up. Shout. Here it shout, is. Yep. Let it on. It's going to make me feel something right now. Oh, the sound just brings me back to anxiety. 
this song brings me anxiety too because it reminds me of a certain like period in our world but not because of second grade problems you know what it reminds me of this might be too soon reagan reagan but also i can remember exactly where i was when the challenger exploded in second grade Mm. i know how sad i was wearing a tnc surf company shirt it was red i don't know what happened yesterday but i remember exactly where i was a lot of your traumatic events are locked into your head isn't it crazy i remember like you can't remember when our children were born but you're like i remember when what's your other weird one i remember when what lane i was driving in when i heard that Magic Johnson had HIV. What I about, remember, remember when your parents, it was your parents' anniversary? My parents' anniversary, I was in the basement and we bombed Libya. And I was listening, I, we were watching why television. Why does he know that? Why do I know that? Why? I don't know why I know that. I shouldn't know that, but I can't, again, remember the middle name of our second son. Yeah. I can. But, uh, but I can remember, like, vividly, the things that created trauma or panic or anxiety in my life. Wow. I know. Wow. I don't know what that makes me. Weird. I was laughing when you were telling that story, not because the story was funny, because it wasn't, but that was that was supposed to be a joke. Oh, <laughs> I'm just getting to learn your humor palette. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I was laughing while you were telling that story because I was remembering in sixth grade that we were doing, we were learning about how to graph and we were graphing our heart beat, like our our heart rate. And you didn't have one? And I didn't know what that we were graphing. All I knew was that everyone was supposed to go around and say what their heart rate was. So everyone was going around and saying, like, I don't know, what do you think an average heart rate is for a 12-year-old? 65 beats per minute. <laughs> okay, great. I don't know. I don't know. That could be off by that could be off by a hundred. I don't know, (laughs) but let's say it was sixty-five. So they're going around the room and they're like, "Janine, what's yours?" She's like sixty-three, and then like Trevor, what's yours? And he's like sixty-seven, and just like this is the pattern. It gets to me, and I'm like ninety-nine. You know, I just like whatever it is. I just I want to call the nurse. Well, I want to win, right? I'm an achiever, even in even in sixth grade. I'm yes, I'm like DJ Khaled, and so I'm like I want to win. So I gave my heart rate at a much higher number because I just wanted to be better than everyone else. I didn't know what we were doing, and then they made an entire graph of all the kids' heartbeats, and everyone was normal, and mine was like twice. There was just this one lone, you know that um that skyscraper in Dubai. That was my heart rate and it was so glaring and my teacher was like are you okay is everything okay at home Do we need to have your blood pressure taken i was so embarrassed wow that was the first time i didn't know i wasn't um an enneagram three but i now understand oh, what man. was up what a story you're welcome thank you for sharing that you know in this week of joy as we <laughs> sort of try and figure out how to do all of these things i think what this has been like for us in our relationship is we definitely get annoyed with each other. Yes. 100%. Yes. But also in like so much quicker and faster to let go of frustration because you're the only person I got. Well, I think you have to, we have to, each of us have approached this with like giving grace first and giving people the benefit of the doubt that they're doing their dang best because these are extraordinary times. And we're like, there are times when we're 
frayed, you know, like there's. Did you just say O F R A Y E D? Not like afraid. I thought you were saying. I thought you were like. No, like F R A Y E D. Like I'm like an old Nickelback song. Okay, or something. got it. Yeah, no, like we're frayed. There's there are times when, as much as we've got great habits and we're doing all this work and staying on our routines, it's still hard. It's still there's anxiety or it feels overwhelming or there's stir craziness or our kids are still here. <sighs> Do you think it's gonna be weird when like whenever it is where it's like okay, you guys, you're free. Go out, and then we rush out into the world, and we go one place, and then we're like, "All right, let's go home." <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be awesome. It's not even that we want to go out; it's that we can't. Do you remember when I went? Hold on, I just said something profound. I'm, You're gonna I'm ignore gonna it. Build on it. I'm built. This is me. You've just laid a foundation of very solid concrete. This is not a house built on sand, and I want to just build on top of it. My building on top of it is. Remember that one time I moved to Minneapolis. That, okay, sorry. I got. What do you I, see? I got distracted by something on your computer. You're let's going go back, back to Dennis Nedry? Yeah, I, let's go back. Let's go back to you. You moved to Minneapolis. I moved to Minneapolis. Okay. And I decided to go see the movie in the movie theater. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And it was a Friday night. And I, in moving to a city where I did not know anyone, had celebrated this idea of being able to really choose my own adventure a la the books of my childhood. And man, if I wanted to go out on a Friday night and see a movie by myself, I could do it because I didn't know anybody in this city. I could do any, literally anything I wanted. I could do it. And then I went out by myself, saw a movie sitting in the back of a very small movie theater in this small town I was living in outside of Minneapolis. I cried like a little baby. What was the movie? It was called swim fan. <laughs> One of uh, the movies that the Academy must have missed that year. Uh, I don't know how, but I was upset because there's a difference between choosing to go out when you have other options and going out by yourself when you don't have anyone to go with. Yeah. And that was like, dang it. It was like, it was so hard to handle the like, oh no, no, this isn't a choice. This is the only option. <laughs> I think that, what is helping me is that I realize that most of the times that I'm feeling frustrated with you, it's probably me. You think this is new to the quarantine or is this just uh, something? Oh, I this is quarantine specific. Oh, before we got into this quarantine, I would be like, this is me jerk. <laughs> but now I'm like, no, he's probably just being his normal self and you're extra stressed or you're feeling a thing. This is not really what he did. Here's a great example. Give me one. Your computer, I keep muting. We, we started this podcast saying that our computers are next to each other and I keep muting Dave's computer and he keeps wandering in occasionally like an old cat looking for a treat he comes yeah. in and he plucks at the keys and he sort of sees what's happening on this monitor and then he leaves and somehow some way in the time that he was on his computer he unmutes it and it means that all day long I get to hear notifications from Dave's computer that I don't have the password for and this has been going on for about 10 days and today I was taping a video. I was taping like the seventh video because that's in the same room and taping these videos. It's sort of like one long stream and you got to sort of get it tight because someone's going to edit it and they don't have time to edit a bunch. And in the midst of me doing this video, bring, 
which was the sound of his dumb computer getting a notification about being able to, you know, choose someone on his fantasy ice hockey team or whatever thing you do. Sports have been canceled. Well, for when it comes back and I was ready to murder you. And if you're so listening I at home and you're you're having a hard day, to his room, you're going through like to our room. all of these things. Just know that Rachel's going through the same and hard things. She's I, having to deal with computer sounds. I clearly was not frustrated, David, by the computer sound. I was frustrated by the fact that I'm trying to be productive and that it wouldn't occur to you to shut the notifications off on your computer, even though I've said it 10 times, or that when you unmute it, you set me up for failure later. So I was very frustrated stomping to our room. Stomp. And I was like, can I just have the password? I'm going to put it in the notes on my phone. Do it. So that I have it for next time. And I also, I, I put on your computer, I set it to do not disturb oh. during daylight hours, so I don't have to hear that. That's nice. But that's not about you. That's about me. Yeah. That's my frustration. But I was I was feeling it in your direction. Yeah. I will say I've uh, done things during this quarantine that I haven't previously explored in our domestic partnership in that uh, I made some green juice a couple of times. I laundered sheets on my own. You've been making the bed every day. Been making the dang bed. That's new. So you know what? There, uh, there are ways that we are having to all pitch in and do different things to try and get through this darn thing. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the thing that no one is saying because nobody wants to be a douchebag. Oh, that sounds aggressive, but go ahead. A lot of us are scrubbing toilets. And mopping floors for the first time, mowing the lawn, doing things that we haven't done in a very long time. A lot of us? Yeah. People who are listening to this, not everyone, but there's a good portion of people who, I mean, we started spurging on a monthly deep clean of our house when we were married. Yeah, Yeah, like a really long time ago. We've talked about this before. We deeply believe in... That being one of the first things you commit to as a couple because then you don't have to fight over who's going to scrub the toilet. Yes. So it's been a very long time since we've done a lot of those things. And nobody's saying that because nobody wants to be the jerk that's like, oh, I had to clean my own toilet. But can I get a witness? I've never seen, I, I will give you a witness. Hello, hands up in the back of the church. The other thing that I will give you is, the way that we have dangled incentives to our children to do things around this house, never ever before this time was as well received as it seems like it is right now because I saw Sawyer carrying the cleaning caddy in our home. I thought I was seeing a ghost of something. Yeah, I will tell you how I did that, ladies and gents. $3 a toilet. You're giving him $3 a toilet? $3 a toilet. That's too much a toilet. We need to have a negotiation. There class. is no way that that is too much a toilet. This he, he's not spending this enough time. son of a gun. He's not spending y'all. Enough time this son to get of a $3. gun sitting across from me just said three dollars is too much a toilet when he hasn't cleaned a toilet. Have you ever cleaned a toilet in your entire life? I have one hundred percent cleaned a toilet. When was the last time, David? Do not lie. I don't know. Spring of ninety two. But the reality okay. is, so you just tried to tell me after I did two weeks in a clo- in a row. 
cleaning all the toilets in our house. The three dollars a toilet. Look it. Look it. Money look is it. relative when no, you're eleven. No. People, let me give David and let me give you listeners a little business Oh, do we just cross over to Davidville? Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. This is where I live now. Listen, the job is worth what it is worth to you as the employer to not have to do it. I I subscribe to this. He's not doing $3 of work. If we're not related to these people. Three dollars no, 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 no. to me. If I created to you, not scrub a toilet. Then there is rounding in the valuation. No, I make these babies do chores every day. This is a bonus chore. Oh, it's so an, it's how, an incremental chore. How I structure chores is you have to do chores because you're part of our family. You yes. have to clean your room, make your bed. You're going to have to help with dishes. You're going to have to feed the dog. Those kind of things. But then I do bonus chores. I make a list at the start of the week and I lay out the chore and then I add a price to it. And I had done two weeks in a row of cleaning little boy pee off every toilet in this house. Our and boys I was pee like, everywhere. I'm one Every of them. I'll be honest. Where? I like and to so pee I was like, you know what? Someone else can scrub this toilet. Why not? What's it worth to me? Okay. If you have four toilets in your house times three dollars, is it worth twelve bucks to me a weekend? It's worth twelve bucks. Yes. But he if here's the thing, if we're gonna give him twelve bucks, that means he needs to spend fifteen minutes no. on each bowl. I I nope, I Raise your hand if you did a tutorial for your children about how to properly clean the toilet bowl in order to earn $3. You did? Yeah. Your just hands me. up? My hands up. What? Not only do you have to scrub, but you have to then use, you know, you got to Clorox you wipe it down. You are a gift to this house. You're right, I am. Yes, you are. You're right, I You're am. You're a gift to this house. Acknowledge it. I will acknowledge it. I acknowledge you right here in front of all these humans we don't know. Thank you for being here. Who, you guys, can we also talk about the fact, anyone else listening to this, I think this is, I think this is mostly if you have kids, but maybe this is across the board. Have y'all been cooking more? It feels like we've not we stopped cooking. We have cooked nonstop for five weeks. You know what it feels like? You know when you go and you like, you, you get like three families together and you rent a house and you are there for like Thanksgiving weekend and then yes. you just like start cooking yes. and never stop cooking or like over Christmas break. It's yes. like your extended families in town and you're like, we're going to have a stew and then we're going to have potatoes. It feels like we have not stopped cooking. And here's the thing. We'll clean up a meal and within four minutes, literally one of our kids will Snack. say, I need a snack. And I'm like, well, you need to go out and hunt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard part too, is that you're cooking, but you also not cooking with all the things you're used to having. So you're like, okay, how do I take, um, penne pasta, spam, and lime green <laughs> jello and turn it into a meal that people will we eat. We have had some interesting things. We have, but we're eating. We have we're eaten very as a blessed. so many times. We have eaten so Yes, we have eaten so many meals. We have had so many desserts. One of our kids said, well, as soon as this thing is over, I am going to spend the night at one of my friend's houses. And I was like, yes, you are. Yeah. Yes. He's like, I'm going to Andy's house. We're like, live that life. Please go enjoy yourself. Get a a travel visa so you can be there for an extended period of time. Cooking, cleaning. We did start. Also uh, work. Also school. 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 People are like, oh, are you guys, are you guys, what do they call it, homeschooling now? I'm like, no. 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 We are doing the required minimum of our school district for our kids to be doing what they need to do and getting good grades. 
are you know they're like oh there's a bonus project would you like to create a replica of downtown austin Pass. and its capital using things that you can find in a quarantine heb no no, <laughs> no we don't want that we i actually that. am like outside hopeful that the independent learning structureless go outside and explore version of our kids having elementary school is going to be like some in some way good for them i don't know what way it's going to be good but i just believe that it is because i can't relearn math they're doing math in a completely different oh, way now they put it in these like boxes i don't understand what's happening and i'm not interested in understanding it i'm fine i'll just use it's a calculator. kind of funny too it's like smaller numbers where i'm like you you can't just memorize what 13 minus 8 is. You can't just memorize that. And they're like, no, no mommy, you, you put it in the, the box. One, you put it in then the car. It drives yeah. around the block. It comes back with a three. It says, what are you doing here? Then it, <laughs> they get it's, married. It's nuts. They apply to their local Congress. It is nuts what And then you get now. an answer. Do you remember that we started this episode talking about going on a date? Because here's the thing. What? No, it, the whole thing was like, oh, we want to talk about how you can date if you can't leave the house. But then I mostly just thought, you know what I want to listen to right now? Just something that distracts me. So that's Honestly, what I've been trying to do for 30 minutes is just distract these guys. And I appreciate that. Laugh. I have like one of my favorite podcasts is Reply All. I love it. And they started doing like Collins with people talking about coronavirus. And I was like, no, no, I want you to talk about debunking some problem on the Internet yeah. that has nothing to do with coronavirus. Yeah. And I don't want the people from Reply All to hear this at all because I love it so much still. But I am here for a distraction. What's um, been your favorite thing to do with me since we've been in quarantine? Well, I mean, we have made out a few times, so I'm here for that. Thank you for that. Um, the the I, like, had, I had no comment. I was trying to think of something funny, and then I was like, nah. Oh. Uh, I mean, we have prepared more meals. We have done more. Like, we've done everything together. So, like, that part has yeah. been, like, in part, in, it's like, you're in a trench with your partner and it's your job to commandeer these troops through this time. And so I like the reminder of like, it's us against this thing yeah. and us against the world. And yeah, us we've against talked the about, thing, yeah, we know? talked about that idea before that when there are problems in life, that it's supposed to be you and your partner linking arms, facing the problem together instead of the problem making you and your partner square off against each other. Because I do think, unfortunately, this time period in quarantine is probably going to destroy some relationships because everything comes to the top, right? But then it's also going to strengthen relationships that make you more grateful for this partner that you have. Something that you have done that I feel like is really powerful and I want people to hear depending on which person you are in this relationship. So maybe if your partner is normally this person, you send them this episode to check out. Um, respectfully, it, when it comes to things around our house, cooking or cleaning or any of those things, there's, the, there's sound. the sound. There's the sound. Thank goodness. Well, I got a Slack. I got to check it. Keep going. Don't check Slack. You have a technology problem. You were giving me a compliment. I was. We got but, sidetracked. Okay, then let's come back to this problem because it is actually a problem. Oh, good. I tend to be the one who does more cooking, does more cleaning, is more like trying to figure those things out. And it 
is a frustration in our relationship. It's stuff that we've talked about before of like me feeling like I have to carry more of the responsibility. I think probably predominantly most women carry more of the responsibility of what goes on with the home or the children. I'm not saying everyone, but a little bit. And I have not felt that at all during this time period. Like I feel like you have sensed like, we are in this together. We've got to link arms. I'm going to learn how to grill. I'm going to learn how to make green juice. I'm going to learn how to make a bed. And I have seen that so much in you. And I appreciate that so much. Thank you, honey. And I want to say that to someone who might be listening to this. If you are the partner in the relationship who doesn't tend to help, you better show the heck up right now. Because it it, this is hard and I understand it's hard to be working from home or obviously if you're an essential worker or things look different for your family but if you have the capacity to help your partner out and you're not doing it because you're like well I'm the breadwinner I'm the one you know working in the office and my partner's the one what like screw you sorry <laughs> not right now it's too stressful there's too much going on it takes very very little for you to show up for your partner and let them know that you see them and that you want to be supportive. And it could just be as simple as you asking, hey, what can I do? That's a really amazing thing when a partner says, what can I do? How yeah. can I show up for you? But I actually love better when Dave just does stuff. He doesn't ask. He's just like, I'm going to make the bed, the sloppiest bed making you've ever seen. It is it's not, not I'm, I'm trying to give. It's not. I'm trying to give an example. Or like, or like um, women who the partner or the partner goes to fold the towels and you're like, you didn't fold the towels the right way. Screw you, sister. Like just let them help the way they are trying to help because they're trying to show up yeah. for you. And so just something to think about depending on if you are the partner who needs help and maybe have judged a little bit how that help shows up or if you are the partner who is not helping right now if you're kind of checking out if you're using work or stress as an excuse to let your other half kind of deal with all the things not right now I love this thing I want you to share it again I love this thing that you said today about like we're going to come through this either way yeah well I mean I I've really been thinking about how this whole situation can be for us because there has to be something meaningful that comes out of it. And there will be plenty of people who get to the other side of this and what they will think of this period is having survived it. And yep, that is a way to live. But I instead want to question, is there the possibility of this being a time when I can come out of it the strongest I've ever been physically? Like focus on... I mean, we've been spending time reading. I've been spending, I'll say, you read all the time. I have been spending time reading on an every single day basis in a way that I normally don't. I've been writing every single day. I am trying to explore creativity in my writing or reading in the way that I'm trying to pour into the way I'm thinking during this time because I'm afforded the time. It doesn't mean that there aren't a whole host of things that we have to do, but I have to get to the other side of this and know that there was something good that came from it. So I keep imagining like, hey, the 10 years from now version of myself, when someone says, what was the turning point in your health journey? I want this window of time to be that turning point. When was the time when you found your voice and started writing about things that really got you excited? I want this to be that time. When was the time that you, in spending time with your family, 
found out what was really important and created traditions and some stuff that matters that you might have some memories from, I want this to be the time. Because no matter what ends up happening, I will have that as the memory of what happened in this quarantine in a way that will make me think differently about it. I, I was thinking this too. There is there are people that are essential workers. There are people that are frontline in the trenches, in the hospitals, workers battling this thing. There are people who will get sick with this virus. And for me to sit back and just survive it doesn't honor the way that they are putting their lives at risk to try and fight for other people Preach. to live. That is so good. If, 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 if there is someone who ends up getting sick and I don't get sick, but I squander the time that I'm spending in quarantine, I'm not doing them any justice. I'm not honoring the fact that they had to be someone who was sacrificed by this dang thing. The wild majority of us aren't going to get sick. The wild, wild majority. And if we squander the time that we have in quarantine worrying about what we can't control, it will have been wasted time. So, dang it, I want to I wanna try and make the most of this time. I'm going to come out of this quarantine in the best shape of my entire life, period. You have been doing a lot of push-ups. I have been doing so many push-ups. We are, we are in real time drinking all this dang water, and I just decided every single time I have to go to the bathroom because I am drinking more than a gallon of water a day, I'm going to do 20 push-ups and I've been doing about 200 push-ups a day because every time, 10 times a day, I'm doing 20. Well, guess what? That just stacks on top of each other. I've done thousands now of push-ups since we've been in quarantine and I'm developing what I think they call pecs. You have pecs, Yo, son. I have pecs. I, I like touched his chest the other day. Not that you guys need to know this. And I was like, what is happening right yeah, now? Yeah, those are male breasts. Hard as a rock. No, they're not breasts. Breasts are flabby. These are pecs. These are pecs. These pectoral are Pectoral muscles. Pectoral muscles. Strong. Yeah, I've got biceps that are now emerging. So there's it's, a lot of good things happening. There are things in that are happening. Upper body. And I am I am I, I am maintaining the training for the Ironman that originally was happening at the end of May that now now it's not happening at the end of May, but I'm gonna train like it is because when I'm in that training, I feel strong. And this is a season that requires strength. So um I don't know. Like what will the ten years from now version of you say? about what 2020 meant in your life. And if, your relationship. And your relationship. If it ends up just being this passive, we survived it, okay. Like, that may in fact be all that you can muster. But I want to challenge, there may in fact be something that can come from this. It'll require more effort. It'll, it'll require a routine or a commitment to habits. It'll require you really working on how you're framing your mindset in a way that serves you and your relationship. And that's hard, especially on the days when it is hard. But just because it's hard doesn't mean you can't do hard things. I am going to go do hard things on days when it's hard, even when I don't feel like it. I mean, today I went out to go ride that dang stationary bike and I didn't feel like doing it. And I put on this jersey that had this symbol of fallen soldiers. And I did it very intentionally because I wanted to look in the mirror at this reminder of other people who had sacrificed far more than I am sacrificing in quarantine. When I start to feel sorry for myself for not getting to go sit and have Mexican food at a restaurant I like, I get to look in the mirror and remind myself, no, 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 no. People gave the ultimate sacrifice. Quit complaining, change your mind, 
pedal this bike. Let's go. Come out of this thing strong. Man, I hope that you guys have the opportunity inside of your relationship to have accountability, to have a partner who on your harder days sort of pumps you up and reminds you of this kind of stuff like Dave reminds me of or vice versa. If you don't, I really hope that you are part of our next 90 days challenge. You, I'm sure have heard us talking about it on social, but just in case you haven't, it is our attempt to be in community and inside of accountability with like-minded people for the next three months. We feel like the next three months are gonna be difficult. And so we need something that keeps pulling us back to center. Uh, so every week we have a new theme. This week's theme was joy. Uh, we're in week two, but you can join at any point. All of the coursework and the curriculum and the teaching that Dave and I do, it's 100% free. There's fantastic classes plus PDFs and downloads, all of this stuff inside of our education portal. And we created it and we have a huge portion of our team at Hollis Co. working on it because we wanted to put something good out in the world. Uh, it is literally free. There's no reason for you not to do it. It's just a weekly email that you get and then hundreds of thousands of people all over the world who are doing the same five things every day, drinking water, thinking about their nutrition, moving their body, practicing gratitude, having a morning routine. You can find out more at thehollisco.com forward slash next 90. That's thehollisco.com forward slash next nine zero. All the information is there and we hope that you will join us. We hope that this episode of the Rise Together podcast was something that made you laugh, made you smile, or at least entertained you for a little while. We hope you're showing up well for yourself and for your partners. And, oh my gosh, partners. What is this? Apparently this is a, a group relationship. This isn't Tiger King. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. We hope that you are showing up well for you and for your partner and for your family, your community, and whoever else. Make sure that you check in on social and tell us what you thought of this week's episode and how you are taking on the next 90-day challenge. And until we see you again. Think of Wayne Knight and what he would do in Jurassic Park. He would steal an embryo, drive himself into a river,